So this entire week, I've been uh, I've been asking myself, uh, who who is God to me? Um, and you know, we can list the the Sunday school answer of, oh, he's my father, he's my provider, miracle worker. He's a, I mean, he's everything. Um, but I've been really challenging myself of like, who is the father in more of a personal sense? Who is God to me in more of a personal sense? And in this season, who is God to me? Um, I mean, that's a sermon in itself, but in my quiet time over and over, it's been just a simple word of uh, the word rock. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's easy to say, and that's pretty churchy of me even to say. <laughs> um, but it's uh, in this season, God has been my rock. Um, and... The big question I've been asking is, how do I apply this to my life? And uh, if God is truly my rock, then what does that mean? And and like right now, what does that mean? And in my quiet time, I've been just reading through a couple of the Psalms. Um, I'm one of those guys who just likes to open up and uh, just start reading um, because I never know where to start. And I think that's okay sometimes. Um, so oddly enough, I always turn to Psalm uh, because it's huge and it's in the middle. Um, and I love the Psalms. Um, I think they, they relate to me on a, on a different level just because I'm a kind of a creative person. Um, I'm a musician, so I kind of think in that, that artsy way, if you will. Um, and it's just really poetic, so it makes you kind of dive a little bit deeper into it, um, so I love the poetry that, that David uses in this in these two psalms that we're going to talk through today. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and the word rock, because um, if we take it literally, I mean, if God is a rock, in American culture, that's pretty lame. Um, that's not really like a descriptor I'd want to use for a, a God that I would follow. Um all that pops into my head is a, is a rock with those googly eyes on it, and and we call it pet rock, and we tell it to go fetch. And man, that's pretty lame. That's what I that's what I have in my head of of a rock. Um, but in this in this in the psalm that we'll get to later on in this, um, it's just it's almost beautiful, um, and it's. It's relaxing. But first, I want to start in Psalm 37 um, and just just read through verses 3 through 7. Um, so, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He'll bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his ways, over the man who carries out evil devices. So David maps this out pretty plainly. Um, and I mean, I love the way he I love the way he writes. It's just so simple. <coughs> I got something in my throat. This is hilarious. Uh, trust in the Lord and do good. Delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Pretty simple. Wow, following God is so simple. Um, but I think uh, we've made it pretty hard. Um, we've made it so hard, and we make it like a chore and a checklist. But truly, following God is easy. 
Um, we read his love letter to us, which is the Bible. Have ears to hear him, eyes to see him, and a heart to know him. Um, that's pretty simple, right? I mean, we don't have to do all the, the other religious stuff that we feel like we're required. Um, for a long time, I, I even thought following God is is brutal. Yeah, man, it's hard. It's it's uh, it's like an obstacle course, and God is like <laughs> like dangling a, a Reese's peanut butter cup in front of my face and saying, "Okay, come on, now you're gonna go through this, and now you're gonna go through this, but maybe you'll get the Reese's at some point." Um, and I don't think our God's like that, and I think a lot of that is self-inflicted. But we'll get in, we'll get to that later. Um, but what if we were like David? What if we were following just this simple God who just loves us and wants to help us um, and doesn't have it out for us? Like I feel like um, a lot of Christians feel um, just that we're being tested constantly. And I just don't know if that's true. It's That's not the good, loving, helpful father that I know. Um but David was a, uh, was a man after God's own heart. And yeah, he went through his struggles, but he was always just like, oh, I'm just going to follow God and trust God, do good, delight in him, and he'll take care of me. And that's great news. That's really good news. But we get so caught up on life, though, and it gets hard not to. And we get so caught up on circumstances. And I would journey so much to say is that Christians put a lot of their faith in circumstances. And yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. I mean, yeah, that, I, that's it's it's a bad place to be. Um, I was one of those people who lived off of circumstances. When everything was going great, man, I was a good Christian. And when everything was bad, I wasn't a big fan of God. And I don't think, uh, well, I know um, we're not supposed to be caught up in our circumstances. I mean. God is constant, so we should be pretty constant in our faith, regardless of what's happening around us, uh, which is hard to do. I'm not going to act like it's not hard to do, but in Matthew 6, 34, it says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Do not be anxious. All through Scripture, the Lord yells, relax at us and says, I got you, all through scripture. It's just, hey, don't worry about that. I've got you. And what happens when, I mean, what happens when we get to a place of freaking out, you know? Uh, we don't really know who's talking to us. At least I don't. I mean, a lot of times when I'm in stressful seasons and... Um, especially before I was saved, when I was in stressful seasons, I was like, okay, who's talking to me? I've got so many voices talking to me. Um, I know God's voice is still in there somewhere because he's always reaching out to us. Uh, the enemy's voice is always reaching out to us also, not in a good way. Um, I've also got my own thoughts, and I've also got my friend's thoughts who are uh, trying to influence me. But as a Christian, I mean, we have the Holy Spirit talking to us, my own thoughts, and the enemy all whispering into our ear, and when we're freaking out, we don't know what voice is what. And we try to, we try to even create thoughts <laughs> and say, oh, God told me this. In this season, I just need to do this. And yeah, maybe that is. But man, there's a lot of voices going on. And when we, 
when and we're going to talk about this right now actually when we're a foundation's not in the lord it gets scary saying any of that it gets scary saying oh the lord told me this when we're not found um, when our foundation's not in the lord we have to trust and delight in the lord and it all roots back to what is our foundation so let's talk about uh this word rock the rock um and I'm one of those people who uses capitals too much. And uh, I always, um, in front of anything that's related to God, I put, uh, like, God's love. I always capitalize, like, the L in love. Um, so in my notes here, I've got the, the T and the um, before rock capitalized. And it just shows that it's, it's set apart in my mind. Uh, it's not grammatically correct at all, but whatever. So Psalm 31, um, I want to read, and it's going to be verses 1 through 6. And this is David writing again, um, and it says this, In you, O Lord, I do take ref- or in you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame, and your righteousness deliver me. Incline your ear to me, rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. Verse three, for you are my rock and my fortress. And for your namesake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. It's interesting how David starts this off. It's almost like he's almost quitting on himself he's like oh i'm i'm messed up um and he's all worked up and then in verse three his his almost mood shifts completely and it goes to god you are um and i just love david i i I just relate to him so much um and he's so easy to understand he doesn't he doesn't make it difficult at all how differently how different would I be if I could shift quickly like that, you know? From, oh, geez, I'm drowning, to, God, you are. I love the desperation of David, and I, 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 I probably even sound like this a lot in my prayers of, of, the, of, of the verse, incline your ear to me, rescue me. <laughs> it's like, God, turn your hearing aid up and save me. I'm, my, my life is in pieces, and would you just listen to me a little more? But then in verse 3, David says, you are my rock and my fortress. And that's pretty cool. That's really cool. But like I said earlier, we almost, when we think of rock, we think about the decoration in our landscaping um, or the stuff in the medians. Um, But this wasn't written in 2017, you know? So this was written back, I don't even know when David was around. I should have looked that up. Someone else can tell me. Um, But it was way, way long ago. (laughs) So uh, let's put ourselves back in David's shoes. And uh, a rock is pretty essential. Um, And especially in in like wars, Uh, think of a war. It's always better to be on higher ground. It's, it's always better to shoot down onto your attackers or the enemy. 
And I think back when I was in middle school, um, we, we played this game called King of the Hill. And it was, you tried to stay on top of the, the hill as long as you could. And everybody else was trying to get to the top of the hill and knock you off. Um, but what you don't realize when you're in middle school, because you're not that smart, and at least I wasn't, sorry if you are, but I wasn't, is the smart person would always try to get to the top of the hill as fast as they could. Because it was a lot easier to push people down the hill than try to knock the person off the hill. Um, so we can use that same analogy in, in how God um, takes care of us. It's really hard to knock us down if we are on the rock, which is God. It's really hard to knock us down. It's really hard for the enemy to come attack us. That's pretty cool. And I, I remember when I was in middle school or high school, I was I was big into airsoft guns. And uh, we would do these airsoft battles and, and airsoft wars. I actually still have them all. Um, they're all in my under my bed, I think which is weird, but I still have them all. And uh, I remember I went uh, to the mountains with one of my, uh, with my best friend uh, Chandler, and uh, we were up in Frisco, and his, uh, his grandma um, or Nana had a, has a condo up there, and it backs up to this huge mountain, and it just goes straight up, essentially. And we'd, uh, we decided to... Uh, do have a war on the side of this mountain and uh Chandler was always better than me uh I mean in most things Chandler's better than me and uh he <laughs> he would always light me up with these airsoft guns and I would always be the one squealing like a baby because I got shot first but I think I've caught on to a secret um uh just now I mean I'm 24 I've been out of school for a while now I mean not that long but I've been out of school for a while now and uh, <laughs> I think I found a secret after all these years. He always ran to the highest part of the mountain. Um, but I could never see him. I could never find him because he had a sniper. He had a sniper airsoft gun. And uh, it doesn't help that he was a really good shot with these airsoft pellets. But he got to high ground so he could see everything I was doing. I mean, I was trying to be pretty sly and hiding behind trees and, I mean, being as, um, I don't even know what the word is, battle-minded. <laughs> I don't even think that's it. But battle-minded as I could. But he was up so high that he could see everything I was doing, but I was looking like a moron and he would always shoot me and just light me up. And that was his thing and that's how he always won. And same thing with with us. Battles are always won from up above rocks make you higher and god takes us higher and higher and higher and he's our fortress and that's beautiful the cool thing is we can't lose when god is our rock and it's because he's unstoppable i mean nothing can beat god um and it's even more of a beautiful descriptor that he is a rock and that you get higher when you're getting on on a rock. I mean, envision a mountain being just a huge rock, because it is. That's that's the magnitude of our God. That's beautiful. And it gives me a lot of hope for today. And I mean, in any season, it just it should give you hope that God is our rock. 
But the thing is, a lot of people only want to be brought higher when things are stressful and scary or uncomfortable. Um, and we can acknowledge easily that God is the rock and he's there to save us when we are needy. But we have to keep in mind that God's not a genie and God is not a flight for life and God is not just a rescuer. Uh, he's not just He's not just there to come save us. You know? Uh, I mean he is a he is a saver and he is a healer and he's he's all of those things, but sometimes we just use him almost. Um and that kind of that's that's pretty sad. Um what David says is, God, you are my rock and my fortress. Can you say that today? You know? Can you say that he is my rock? You know what's crazy is that sometimes we put ourselves into stressful situations and then call on the rock and he pulls us back up, but he is yelling, he is yelling, make me your rock. And he's yelling, you don't have to go through the scary and uncomfortable times, just make me your rock. And you see, if we have a if we have a solid foundation, I mean, nothing can really shake us. I mean, things can try to shake us, and yeah, they might hit us back a little bit, but in the end, nothing's going to shake us if God is our foundation. In Luke 6, um, 46 through 49, I just want to read that to you guys. Why do you call me... Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who has dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream broke against that house, and it could not shake it, because it has been well built. But the one who hears and does not do Oh, sorry. But the one who hears and does not do them is like the man who is built, who has built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, it immediately fell, and the ruin that the house was great. Do you ever wonder why your life is being shaken over and over again? Let me ask you a question. What are you built on? What are you built on? What is your foundation? Um, are, are you built on emotions? Are you built on circumstances? Are you built on relationships? Are you built on money? Or are you built on the rock? It hurts me to see people struggle and struggle and, and then blame God for the flood breaking their house down. But, I mean, it states perfectly in Luke. The one who does what I'm telling them to do will not be shaken. That's a direct yell from God saying, Hey, build your foundation on me. Hey, make me your rock. Hey, make me your fortress. How can we blame God when he's already said, okay, uh, so if you don't listen to me, things are going to happen and you're going to be shattered. 
But if you do do them, then it's not going to be shattered and everything's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, it's going to be a bummer, but you're going to have a great, a greater perspective and a greater understanding of what's going on. He is just saying, build your foundation on me, the rock and the fortress. I'll wrap up with this thought um, in Psalm 31 again, three through five. It says, for you are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for, for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, Lord. Faithful God. What's wild about this, this, uh, this rock is that it moves. It leads and guides, and this rock takes care of us. Uh, this is going to be silly, and I'll probably butcher this illustration, but in, uh, in SpongeBob, I think they're trying to like deliver a pizza, and uh, SpongeBob's on this rock, and everything's pretty, pretty peachy keen, if you will. And uh, he's having a good time, and um, this rock is actually like driving him. I think I'm getting this right. He's actually driving him, and this rock is moving. And I don't even know who he was with. I'm, I assume it was Squidward because Patrick would be on board. But Squidward was just annoyed, and SpongeBob was, I guess, being annoying. I guess. Um, but that's kind of what I envision here: is that that rock. Uh, guided Spongebob and Squidward home and Squidward had a terrible outlook on the entire situation because they were lost in the middle of nowhere right but Spongebob was like it's okay if I trust in this rock and I, I just remember him petting the rock I don't even know if that's in the episode but it's in my head he's petting this rock and he's he's treasuring it almost and it's Spongebob has just such a greater outlook on the situation. And guess what? He he delivers the pizza. That was, that was silly, but um, where even was I? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's wild is the, that God moves. The rock moves, and he leads and guides, and the rock takes care of us. Yes. My rock, your rock moves, and... Like I said earlier, I mean, that's not lame. I was wrong uh, above. You know how I started this off? It's a lame pet rock. This is not a lame rock. You see, when you're, when our foundation is in the Lord and His Word, not only can you can you face any storm, but you're guided away from the storms and taken care of. It's not like God's gonna say, okay. Hey, I'm the rock, but I'm going to lead you into uh, junk. I think a lot of times we lead ourselves in junk just because we're not listening to God. Because God knows what's going on and he's not surprised uh, that Lex just bought an Apple Pencil and now I'm regretting it because I want Chipotle. Um, and he knows what's best for us. He knows how to keep us safe and to keep us grounded. And isn't that good news? We have to read his word and dig deep into it so that in any season, we will not be shaken. Just like in Luke 6, 
things can come against us and we are dug so deep that we're not shaken. I, I almost envision if I was like a painter or an artist, I, I would paint this masterpiece of, of a Bible or multiple Bibles maybe just to, just to signify the depth that they were digging and then they were putting their foundation. They had like a 30-foot <laughs> foot, uh, ceiling in their basement just because of the huge foundation that the house was built on. That's kind of what the painting would look like. It was just, it was so deep into the word that you were founded so deep that nothing could come against you that God didn't already have an answer for in his word. And man, isn't that true? That is so true. And it's really, really comforting. Beautiful poetry and imagery that David uses and that Luke affirms in the New Testament. I just love it. Don't make God just a rock that we can climb up on when when things are going crazy, but make him your rock. And say, God, you are my rock. Because if we get caught up on just making God a rock, I mean, then, then we're just falling back into like, I don't know, bad religion. He's just a rock that we can climb up when things get crazy and run away from the floods and crazy stuff that's going on around us. But when we're making him my rock or our rock or your rock, I mean, anything can come against us. And we will not be shaken. I just love that. I love I love everything about it. Of making him my rock because God is a relational God. So of course he wants to be be close to us and not just be like used. Uh, God's got to be sick of being used. He's just this fire insurance God who just gets called upon when when I'm needy or when people are needy. But when our just foundation is in him, we're always grounded in him. Nothing can come against us. That's why I titled this thing Rock and Roll. He's a rock, which is our foundation. But I guess rolling is moving. So our God is moving also. And he wants us. (laughs) He wants us along for the ride. It's beautiful. So that's what I got for you.